Hello everybody, welcome back for another episode of Investigating Mars. Today we will be discussing the first seven chapters of the Thousand Dollar Tan Line. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. And I'm Naomi. And we will hopefully have Yvette with us at some point, but she's in the middle of a storm and has no internet at the moment. Curse you weather. (sighs) (laughs) Terrible. Okay, so let's get right to this and have our um, chapter summary something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the uh, chapter summary or the chapters summary? The chapters one through seven summary. Okay, so we read summary. Yes. So this this episode will cover chapters one, the prologue through chapter seven. The mystery of the thousand dollar timeline and opens with a girl who goes missing over spring break. Veronica and Mac are hired to investigate. And that's it. <laughs> well, that's pretty much because uh, that's, that's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I can be blamed this time. No one had a chapter one through seven summary. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was hoping that there that was. That was very well written. Oh, thank you. Very. <laughs> Literally, I was looking for, like, book club notes, investigator, Mars, you know, Veronica Mars, you know, book, and there was no... I was looking for the cliff notes. <laughs> not, not, not the cliff notes, but the... So there is a, there, there is a companion book or something like that that oh, you really? buy. Oh, really? Oh, my uh, gosh. That Why? talks about, like, like, I guess, I don't know... Uh, I don't know. I, I really didn't look at it for very long because it wasn't what I was looking for, but some companion book. <laughs> Interesting. It's called Book Sidekick. Veronica Mars, the thousand dollar tantline book sidekick. Weird. It's very, very short and like in a space of a page. <laughs> well, yeah, because why would, why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> I don't know. It's two ninety nine. <laughs> All right. So in case, anybody, in case anybody feels like, like buying it and letting us know if it's worth Sidekicking. All right. <laughs> what? What's it? What were the? What were the phones that they used back in season one? Oh, uh, sidekicks. What, yeah. yeah, there we go. So tie us <laughs> all over the place. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna go into our um, our recap, I guess, of the first seven chapters. And first, I want to talk about the um, the dedication at the first of the book because it's awesome. And I'm just going to read it. For all the Veronica Mars Kickstarter backers, you're like the people who clapped loud enough to bring Tinkerbell back from the dead. Except mm. instead of clapping, you sent money. And instead of a tiny blonde fairy, you resurrected a tiny blonde detective. <laughs> I think it's so cute. It's very cute. That is very cute. And very true. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. seeing um, Veronica Mars kind of come back and in so many different various forms now between, you know, the movie and the books. I think that um, it's kind of inspiring to see that uh, the fandom came together well enough to actually breathe life back into something. Like, uh, that hasn't really happened any, ever, ever, I don't think. Not this far yeah. out, anyways. Mm-mm. No, yeah, because... I don't know how the, the timeline between um, Serenity and... Blah, blah, blah. But and, blah, yeah, blah, it was much closer, and it definitely wasn't 
as much brought on by fandom. I mean, you know, the fans didn't actually get the movie. They didn't fund them. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway. Go fans. Awesome. Yep. Although I do still have a um, patch that I earned by doing all of the guerrilla campaigning stuff. Nice. When that came out. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so in the prologue, it is spring break in Neptune, and this is not from Veronica's perspective. Um, so weird. I know. <laughs> I know. It's very strange. Um, but it's a nice setup. It is. It is. And we have to, you know, kind of have that so we know what's going on. Um, it's Wednesday, and Bree, Leah, and Melanie haven't seen their friend Haley since Monday. They went to a party, and Haley had broken up with her boyfriend, Chad, and she is not answering any of their text messages. Which, you know, oh. I mean, I, that's pretty spring breakish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems like a lot of spring break movies I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I can't say I've ever been on a spring break, so um, I don't really know, but that's what it looked like on MTV. <laughs> nice. <laughs> From what we know of television, this was accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like we you know, the television, there's probably a dead body. Right, right. Yeah, because as you do. Okay, and so so you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you're both like, "Well, since I've never been on spring break, and now I'm flashing back because I think I've been the closest to that, and that was when I went to uh, the two weeks of state fair with 4H." And there would be a half dozen of us that would be like, okay, everybody has to check in at least once a day to make sure that we're all still alive. Or, you know, somebody, before you guys go off to the cow barn and you guys go off to the horse ring. Okay, everybody from our oh cat is still alive? Yep, we're good. Okay, see y'all okay. tomorrow. Only Hang on a second. I have been on spring break, and it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like this book, I managed to have like semi-responsible friends who take care of me and vice versa, but <laughs> I kind of wish I was on your spring break. <laughs> that, that's, that's the best spring break analogy I think I I've know. ever heard. I that's want awesome. Spring break. 4-H's be wild, yo. They need to make that movie. <laughs> oh my god, I think that's, that's definitely a billion dollar idea right, right there. Kind of like the, the hang. stable boy with the sta- with the we're probably in the stables with the stable boy. Oh it, no! <laughs> well, th- th- there was the idea that the FFA barn was always empty. Oh, gotta watch out for the FFA barn. <laughs> it's, it's like a cross between uh, the Hangover, uh, American Pie, and like 4-H Club. <laughs> yep, I was thinking American Pie. Very good. Very good. Anyways. Sorry, I digress. Tangents. <laughs> you always digress. You know what? I think it's a digression. Tangents are the only thing that's going to make this podcast last more than about 20 minutes. So yeah, we're yeah, good. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> because quite frankly, the first seven chapters, not a whole heck of a lot happens. No, it, it, you know what? It was like kind of funny because let's go chapter by chapter, but just overall when I was reading it, I felt like I was reading like back in high school, like just like reading like um like 
just a novel, like, you know, those little throwaway things that you did in high school or in junior high or whatever. And I'm like kicking my feet up on my bed and like, you know, <laughs> twirling my hair. <laughs> it was like, this is fun. <laughs> but I can't believe that the companion guy, like, I'm just, I know. Like, I'm like, what's the most shocking there? thing of this entire podcast? I'm like, there's right. no way. I'm going to go ahead and order it. <laughs> and Jimmy has and I was, to know. I, I was sort of grudging in the reading of it because it's like, man, I got it. Okay, I've got the podcast and I've got to read this. I could be reading Outlander. Like, uh-huh. just taking away from me reading Outlander. It's hilarious. It's like or... I gave you guys homework and you're just like, oh, I have to read this book. Wait, That's what it was so like. I, I, honest to God, so uh, honest to God, last night I had, um, I forgot that I needed to read it. And, um, and it was like just before dinner and we had a friend coming over for dinner and I was trying to literally trying to squeeze in like a chapter before, um, before, you know, I was too drunk to actually read it. And, um, and then I went to bed and I was laying in bed and I was having these like flashes of like dream, like half dream, half awake of where I hadn't done my homework and I had to get up early enough to do my homework before class. (laughs) It brought back lovely memories. (laughs) It really did. It was so bizarre because I, and I woke up this morning kind of like hyperventilating because I was like, oh my God, how many chapters do I have left to read? (laughs) Am I going to have enough time to to do it before class? (laughs) How am I going to do on the quiz? Yeah, exactly. But I did finish. I did finish <laughs> on my way home on the tea this afternoon. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, all right. So in chapter one, we see Keith's neurologist appointment, and we pretty much get the previously on Veronica Mars. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of previously on Veronica Mars in these first seven chapters. Yeah. And it actually doesn't bother me that much. Um, my, my mom absolutely loves mystery novels. And so while it's not my first choice of reading material, there's a lot of the times where it's just, I'll be between books and it's like, oh, hey, you just finished this. It's hanging out on the, the living room table. I'll pick it up and read it. And so things like the, um, uh, Stephanie Plum novels where she has like, it's almost copy and paste sort of paragraphs that show up in the first five chapters that introduce Stephanie and the office that she works in and the receptionist and the, the different characters that she interacts with. And like that happens in all of the novels. So the idea of this, you know, the background info for Veronica, I was like, yeah, this is sort of par for the course. Yeah, I think that, I mean, a lot of books, especially books that have, I mean, this is the first, like, canon book that's Veronica Mars, right? I mean, there there has been another one or two, but this is the first one that actually takes place and is considered canon. Is that correct? Yes. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that you have to have the throwback, even though that's one of the things that tends to drive me crazy in, in books because, uh, like, when it comes to series of books, I always like to wait until there's at least three or four of them, and then I read them all in a row. And it's like, you know, you finish book one, you're, like, on to book two, and they, like, recap the entirety of book one in the first half of book two, and you're like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> but 
that being said, um, it was uh, it was it was good. I think you know because I, if we want these series of books to go on and for people to pick them up that that are maybe not people who have seen the show, mm-hmm. I think that that um, it's good to kind of give people a lead in. Yeah, and even just to help us know like what's important at this point in the storyline, I think that that is it's helpful there too. Yeah, it also is really helpful. I think that it 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 made it that it's taking place right after the movie, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you know, it's giving you the clues of how much time has passed since the movie and everything like that. So everything feels very, uh, I know exactly where we are, what point in time. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that, the only complaint that I really have about this book is that Veronica is not telling it. Because the TV show is very much from Veronica's perspective with voiceovers. And she is not actually, like, in the first person here. And I feel like she should be. Well, we got a we got a voiceover in one of the chapters. Like, where she I was thinking. Where, where she was doing something, and it wasn't, like, even a normal sort of thought. I was like, ah, and here we see the first appearance of what would be a voiceover. But it's not told in, I mean, we, we know her thoughts, right? I mean, yeah, we know her thoughts, but she's not saying I and me it's Veronica did this. It's just, and it's just really weird because in the show it's very much, you know, she's thinking and we're hearing her thinking and she talks in the first person. And then like, we don't, we don't like, you know, they, they describe Veronica as like, you know, <clears throat> the cute little blonde or whatever, like that kind of thing. And it just, it feels strange because we don't see it from other people's perspective looking at her. Yeah. You know, like what she looks like. Like she doesn't say, oh, I'm a cute little blonde, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> I mean, she might, but I missed that season. <laughs> 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 season three. No, four, you mean. Right, season four. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was just something that was a little weird to me, just because the TV show always took advantage of it, so. It is, it's a little weird. Uh, I'm finding myself, and I mean, I know we're only seven chapters in. I don't Mm -hmm. know how many chapters there are, but more than seven, obviously. (laughs) And um, it's hard for me to read this uh, not hard in a bad way but it's it's uh maybe hard isn't the right word it's difficult for me to kind of feel like it's veronica mars right away because while the language is the same the way that um, rob thomas writes the scenes themselves like you know the way he uh describes things and things it's it, it's it's not it's jarring because it's like wow like there's all this all this all these words that's describing what I should just be seeing. <laughs> well, and and I guess this is one of the benefits of being a fan fiction reader, um, as I'm you, you get sort of used to people describing the, the characters that you're reading about. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. I mean, even though it's fan fiction and you should know what the characters look like, there are still people describing them. 
so that wasn't a problem so much for me as the the writing is um and if you notice it's not just rob thomas who wrote this like he might have outlined the plot but it was someone else who wrote it and mm. I, I was trying to figure out if the writing was overblown on purpose or if that's just how the writer was but there's there's a lot of of words that were jarring for me mm. and yeah mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie I had to, I, I had to use my Kindle dictionary a couple times <laughs> <laughs> well, are, we, are, are we doing this chapter by chapter because I have to ask you guys a question if we are like when we get there yeah okay yeah we are now. we're still kind of in chapter one but you can go ahead and ask now <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's go on with the conversation, and I'll try to... Oh, I found it. What does P-W-N-A-G-E mean? Pawnage or punage? Pawnage! You've been pwned. Oh, my God, that's how you spell it? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, my gosh, I've never seen this spell before. It makes okay. so much sense. Well, well, you have been pwned, then. I guess so, by the word itself. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyway. Okay, anyway. Yeah. My, I have I have nothing more to say about this entire seven so, chapters that, now that you've answered that. So maybe uh, since we don't know how much came from Rob Thomas and how much came from, I think it's Jennifer Graham, maybe at some point we need to read uh, Rat Saw God which is Rob Thomas's book from before Veronica Mars was ever around. That's where the episode title came from, by the way. Okay. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's skipping a bit into the next chapter, but th- this was the one I, I read this line, and I just, I got this mental picture, and I couldn't shake it, um, but... In walked a woman with chestnut curls flaring out from high cheekbones. And, like, I get that it was the description of that sort of... That they're trying to invoke the noir femme uh-huh. walking into the office. Right. But all I could see was a very well-dressed, bearded lady. <laughs> <laughs> because she has just these chestnut curls flowing out from high cheekbones. And it's yeah, just like... Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that, like the description, like you could kind of almost tell. And like, this is where I th- think this is the way I thought of it. I thought that he is, since he is a um, like like a screenwriter, sort of, that this is stuff that he would that you would never have to read, right? So right, it's like the description. Um, he's not used to writing that part of it. Uh huh. could be. Like I felt like the dialogue was pretty much okay. Um, it was it was the stuff like that that Naomi just described. That's why I was like kicking up my heels and like acting like a high school girl because I was like, this is like the stuff that I would read in those novels. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in chapter two, um, Lamb's approval rating is down, and we see a uh, another mess up by Lamb in front of the camera. And um, Mac and Veronica banter, and a client arrives. With with curls flaring from their high cheekbones. Yes, that's exactly it. So, am I the only one who just skips over Dan and reads it as Dawn? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think you are. I I think that's mentioned in feedback, actually. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) 
it's just nicer I, I, to picture Michael Muni. Yeah, I, I consciously found myself going, I would like read, and and so there was Don Lamb, and it, wait, wait, no, Dan. Let me go back and read that again. <laughs> well, if you had my short-term memory problem, you'd forget Lamb's first name, so they're all the same to me. I'm like, Dan, Don, but I don't even know what it's Larry, I don't know. What? <laughs> that guy. I, I, it's mostly yes, just I, I don't want him to be dead. I just picture him in my face. Uh, like denial. I don't remember what the other guy looks like anymore. Like I just picture <laughs> his face. So. Well, I know Jerry O'Connell from other things. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to know who Jerry O'Connell is. Yeah. Um. So, did you guys do quotes at all? Um, I highlighted some quotes. Yeah. Okay, so did I. Like I actually wrote some down. So we'll do quotes at the oh. end. Because I wasn't sure if I should, like, do some in chapters or wait. So we'll okay. wait and do it at the end. No, so other than the one that I already talked about, I have nothing that I, like, actually wrote out from the book. Okay, that's fine. Because I didn't specify yeah, I beforehand, books. like, to yeah. to look for them, so. Yeah, I, as I was reading, I was, I was, that that's mo most of the highlighting that I was doing was quotes. Most of my quotes are Mac and Veronica, but, um... <laughs> Yeah, because they're fun. So what did you guys think of Mac working for her? Well, I, I like that her hair was the same that it was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, she couldn't have grown it out. It's only been, what, um, like a month? How long has it been since I just, the movie? I just appreciated the consistency. I think uh, it was like six weeks for Keith's yeah. recovery. So, yeah. Excuse me. Um... I think that it it sh struck me as odd that Mac, you know, up and quit her job and and uh, is now working for Investigating Mars. But I guess we kind of had to had to do that, right? <laughs> like it 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 makes sense. Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of like a um, an interesting way to just kind of jump, you know. I'm saying you know a lot. Sorry, everybody. Um, but I think that that you know she was working for Kane Software and the money is good and you know all of this and then she quit and now she's working for Peanuts. <laughs> well, it, I can tell you, I did have a really weird experience though because I went through and I read the chapters of this and I walked out of my room and out into the living room and as I was walking through, my parents were watching Legends, and so all of a sudden I hear um, Tina Imaginero like talking and doing, you know, computery stuff, and I was just like, "Wait, what, Mac? No. <laughs> What's going on?" <laughs> Funny. All right, chapter three, we meet Petra Landos, who owns the Neptune Grand, and. She hires Veronica to find Kaylee, and she'll be working with Dan Lamb. And and my note that I have is, we have the case, insert theme song here. Yay! <laughs> A long Cold time ago. Is, yeah. <laughs> we used to be friends. Awesome. And I want the credit sequence with everybody's, like, grown-up you know, grown-up looks and new with, haircuts. With Logan's and... vulpine face. Sorry, the words that I had to look up. <laughs> I, I... 
couldn't, yeah. I, I just couldn't deal with that. His long vulpine face. I was like, really? Really, Rob Thomas? <laughs> I didn't even take notes. I just remember it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I made a note for that. And I, my note was, vulpine? Somebody's writing with a, with a thesaurus, thesaurus by their side. <laughs> but oh. I also would never crack, um, I would never, I mean, like, unless he lost, like, a lot more weight. <laughs> I don't think I would, like, uh, like, categorize his uh, face as being vulpine. I don't know. I mean, he was pretty I... thin in the movie. No, that's what I'm saying. But even then, like, I would think that he would lost more weight and then maybe. I guess I can kind of see it. Like, after I, I, after I looked it up to <laughs> figure out what the hell it was. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I can see it a little bit, but I would have never gone there. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, not the word you would have chosen. No. Unless they're looking for the idea of the fact that he is foxy. Mm, no. I was going more for, like, wolfish grin. Like, yeah. like, that's more what I was thinking. I was thinking more hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Starved yet muscular. <laughs> With a hat that's way too big for him. Ugh, I wish I could just... But then and then I I was happy that they put in the smile part because then I got the... Dun or Sorry, the Duncan. What am I talking about? The Logan part back. I'm like, yay. Men mental image erased. <laughs> and replaced with a better version. Good, good. Okay, chapter four. Veronica meets Haley's family at the Neptune Grand. Her mom is Margie, dad is Mike, sister Ella, and a half-brother Crane. Crane says that Haley changed since going to college. Ella talks to Veronica privately, and Haley had a boyfriend named Chad. Crane is jealous of Haley, and there's no way that she left on her own. Do you think that... Um... Crane and his half-sister had a thing. Well, that's kind of what I... That, that was exactly what popped into my head. Well, of course. This is Veronica Mars. I know. We're a bunch of... I was like, I feel sick just saying this, but I'm like, wait a minute. I'm reading Veronica Mars. Of course this is going to pop into my head. <laughs> of course this is going to be true. Oh, my God. If it's true, and you said... I mean, it popped into my head, too, um, and I read it before you, I'm sure. You did. For sure. <laughs> So, you may have said it first, but I thought it first. <laughs> That's fine. I'm giving you ownership of, of thinking this first, Jimmy. It's not something that I want to <laughs> take ownership of. Perfectly fine with that. In fact, if I read it from your mind, then that's t fine with me, too. There you go. That's what she's it. doing. She's reading minds. <laughs> well, we, are, we already knew that she could read minds. <laughs> she has all those witch powers. Yes. They are heightened by alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the whole family, I mean, obviously we have to get to know the family and, you know, um, the whole, we have to introduce all of these characters so that we can be suspicious of everybody. Right. Which I thought they did a, a good job of. Like, every time anybody was talking to Veronica about Haley, is that who we're looking for? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like every person felt guilty to me, which 
I don't know if that's just the way that I'm attacking the book or if that's the way that it was written or if I'm just, you know, feeling that everybody's guilty. <laughs> no, it's very Nancy Drew-like. That's what it felt like, very Nancy Drew-ish. Like the, the brother, well, the half-brother slash possible boyfriend, um, the boyfriend, the, the sister who, you know, came out and talked to Veronica and smoked the cigarette and all of that stuff. Like, everybody was very much felt like they were hiding something to me, which I guess is what they were probably trying to go for, but it worked. <laughs> how, about the, how about the mother who's just in complete denial about who her daughter has become? Any guilt there? Me with the chipped nail polish? Yeah. Easter egg blue? It was Easter egg blue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Certain things stand out to me because I just yeah. find them visually interesting. And ball pine, Easter egg blue, these things, chipped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the self-proclaimed fun mom. Mm-hmm. Like Whoa. her own mom, Liam. Yeah, look at you guys. Yeah, I think I, I, I mean, I think that they're doing a good job at kind of bringing, you know, making everybody have some faucet of them that is either guilty or hiding something, and I think it's good. See, and I, y'all are over here like, ooh, they're so guilty. They acted suspiciously, and whereas myself, I did not see any of that, but instead. Um, back was it this episode or, or this this episode this chapter um, no back in chapter two when she's first listening to the radio and Trish Turley is over there talking about oh the sins of, of the city and this and that and spring break is just such a horrible thing and I'm over there like she did it she did it so that way she can I, I've got this whole complicated theory about why Trish Turley did it and, ah, I forgot yeah. all about her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, who? <laughs> I mean, said something to me. As soon as you mentioned her name, I was like, oh yeah, her. Oh yeah. Yep. I. But all the more reason to suspect her now because she's somebody that is easily forgotten right away. So I imagine she's going to be prominent in the book. So. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be typical Veronica Mars, where it's like nobody that we suspect, and then there'll be just somebody really random, like it'll be Lily's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get Lily's ghost in here. So my family and I have been watching um, Grace Point. Me David too. Tennant, and yesterday, when we were watching it, my sister, one of my younger sisters, joined us. And like every time a scene switched, she was like, oh, they're the ones who did it. No, this guy did it. No, she did it. And and so at the end, like the thing came on and said, you know, visit our website, suspecteveryone.com. I was like, oh, Sarah, there's the website. Did you make it? And, she's like, and, and I got to say, well, but you know, back when we were doing the Veronica Mars podcast, we didn't even get introduced to the real killer until like 12 episodes in. Yeah. And, all, and my sister just looked at me and went, Oh, like so you have to keep watching with us, Sarah. It's like, okay. I can't. I can't watch Grace Point. Oh, I'm loving it. I've actually only seen the first episode so far, but I'm like, oh, this is amazing. It's very Twin Peaks. 
Well, well I I've... mean, you watched the original, right? No. See, I haven't. I've, I'm only watching the uh, seventh. That's uh, why you can watch uh, it. That's why you can watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, like, I, I see the commercials for it, and it's so... It's like, just watch it. It's already been done. But I've heard they're <laughs> taking it in a completely different direction. Like, if you've seen the original, you won't know what's going to happen. Yeah, eventually. But a lot so, of it is, is beat yeah. for beat. Um, Every scene that but I I've seen, seen. Um, I've seen Broadchurch. I saw Broadchurch so long ago, and I didn't remember a lot of it. So I'm actually able to join this. Like, um, But I do notice, like, as soon as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I remember this in Broadchurch. Like, it comes uh, back to me. But luckily, I don't remember very much about Broad's Church. Even so the commercials. It's, it's just like, the, it's not too annoying. Even the commercials for um, for it, uh, I see the commercials and I recognize the scenes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm eventually like, it does, like, diverge away, so. I mean, I'm sure it must. Uh, they've got to. Because otherwise everyone would know. I mean, not everyone, because everyone hasn't seen it. But everyone who has seen it would know exactly what the answer is, so. Well, I, I've seen a post on Tumblr where they're talking about, hey, how many other versions of this do you think we could get David Tennant to do? <laughs> and they're, they're throwing up Photoshop, and it's like, we need the Canadian version where he's the RMCP officer, and... The Italian version and this and that and they're like, "Ooh, dude, the Russian version in Soviet <laughs> Russia, Danny kills you." Oh, have you guys watched the? Oh crap, what's it called? Um, Happy Valley is that it? It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's called Happy Valley, and I've watched two episodes of it. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good, but it's also not Veronica Mars. No. Yeah. And it's not this book that we're supposed to be discussing. <laughs> oh, come on, Malika. <laughs> okay, you, you never got what podcast ever. I'm on. But Heidi isn't even stopping our tangent anymore. <laughs> I'm tangenting with you. Everybody's allowed to we have a new podcast versus like this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, y'all. Um, I, like, okay. I was like, what podcast am I on? We're on uh, Talk About TV. Okay, yeah. so... Chapter five. <laughs> um, Inga is not at the sheriff's department anymore, and that made me uh, sad. This was the saddest thing ever. This always made me put down the book with, like, discomfort and mm. unhappiness. Yeah, I was sad. Um, but Norris is working there, and he is from the episode with the best kiss in all of Veronica Mars. I was wondering about that. I'm like, I know that I've seen his name before. And uh -huh. I He's in the Jonathan Taylor Thomas episode. He's the one that gets framed. Oh, Lord. My, my note was, hey, aw, it's weird weapons, dude. Uh-huh, the one that likes uh -huh. the Chinese weapons. And, uh -huh. yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I, Throwing stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he does not like uh, Sheriff Lamb. Surprise, surprise. Um, and Lamb is not happy about working with Veronica. Another surprise. <laughs> Oh, so many surprises. Yes. Um, although Norris actually working in the sheriff's department and not liking Lamb, that kind of is a surprise. Uh, I don't know. I think we... Well, I mean, not this Lamb, but we've seen some of the deputies discontent with the other Lamb. And yes. this Lamb is even worse than the other Lamb. Yes, but Veronica specifically says in this chapter that all of the old people are gone because they've been gotten rid of because they didn't 
like follow orders or didn't like this lamb. So well, no, uh, it was mostly because they didn't want to be part of whatever. Yeah, this part lamb of the corruption, doing. exactly. Yeah. So it's just interesting that Norris is there and doesn't seem to be fully invested. And it's very strange that he just shows up. I'm suspicious. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was only in that that one episode, right? Yeah, well, yeah. But, but remember the fact that no one can leave Neptune. Right. <laughs> Except Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, I, D- I, Duncan I, is one of the few who actually managed to... Duncan and Jackie were the only ones who managed to, like, actually get out that's because the fans hated him so bad. That's how you get out of Neptune. <laughs> and Leanne. Leanne got out of Neptune. Kind of. And, um, um, what, what's, and Logan's mom. Oh, yeah. You, have to, you, it... you either have to, you know, be hunted by the, on the run from the police or have faked your own suicide. There you go. Two That's it. Lynn Eccles did it. She's uh. dead. <laughs> Floating in the river with her lips. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and on to chapter six. <laughs> um, Haley's friend Leo was taken home, so Veronica meets Melanie and Bree. They've been handing out flyers, but no one seems to care. They tell her about the party that they went to, but they were wasted, so they really have no idea what actually happened there. Um, Haley put up pictures with a guy at the party on Facebook to it appears, make her boyfriend jealous. And they tell Veronica about her breaking up with her boyfriend. He's trying to make her brother jealous. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really her brother. Really, the guy at Stanford was her brother. <laughs> exactly. And they're also Veronica Morris's cousins. It has to be. Um, I think that the whole, you know, boyfriend, make boyfriend jealous, guy, party, business. I mean, frankly, I wouldn't remember either. If I was with friends and getting wasted at a party, I, it, you know, that's what you do. You get blackout drunk, and then you wake up in the morning, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> it's, you're it's spalled across, you're spalled across some guy's lap with your white dress spaghetti strap falling off. Well, I mean, that's what I wear when I go out. I don't Absolutely. Know. <laughs> With a plunging neckline, no less. See, and, and I'm just over here giggling because of the fact that I'm not a heavy drinker. So I am the one where you're saying, you know, oh, what, you know, what happened last night? What did I do? I'm the one that people come to to say, they're like, I know you weren't drunk. Tell me how badly did I screw up? Here's well, the sad thing, Naomi. I remember everything I do when I get drunk. It's horrible. It's like the curse. Uh, I, I do I generally it. remember, and if I don't, it only takes me a, a little bit of a nudge. Like, for somebody to say, oh, remember? I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Face <laughs> Yeah, like, I forgot about that for a hot minute. Thanks for reminding me, though. <laughs> Naomi's there. Jimmy, remembering you. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. All right. Chapter 7. Veronica Skypes with Logan for a minute. Keith still doesn't approve of Veronica as a PI, and Wallace brings pizza! 
Yay! Yay, pizza! And Jay Wallace! Well, yeah. I know, and he, like, he was the one that I felt like sounded like him, and that whole banter between he and Keith, like, this is where the dialogue was. I'm like, yeah, this sounds like Wallace. Yeah, this sounds like Keith, you know? This part, like, rang true to me, but it's mostly because of the dialogue. Well, actually, this was the one, this was the chapter that I had, because you, first there was Logan and his vulpine face, <laughs> but then there was um, March The Mad lean muscle? Which, which, no, March Madness, which is the rumspringa of college oh. hoops, and I was like, you use that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> and I just I got really upset, because it, it, it means nothing, like, no matter how you try to phrase that sentence, Rumspringa has absolutely nothing to do with any of that at all, ever, not even a little bit. Because <laughs> I actually know what that I word means. It, it doesn't mean... I just got was anything. taken by the handsome, well, lean muscle part of it. I'm like, okay, Wallace. I did think that that, that conversation rang true, though. I also did like the um, a lot of the Mac and Veronica stuff. I thought that rang pretty true. I'd like to know what the um, percentage of Rob Thomas and Heather Graham is that who? Um, Jennifer Graham. Jennifer Graham. Yeah. I'd like. I'm. I'm curious to know what the. Uh, like, did he feed her quotes and she just built around it? Like, because some of the quotes were very much. They felt like Veronica Mars, and some mm -hmm. of them not, not so much. But See, I thought the Veronica and Mac stuff was very true. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I thought Mac and Wallace, I mean, sorry, Veronica and Wallace were, was pretty good. I didn't, the only, the thing I didn't like about this chapter mostly was the whole, um, you know, thing behind the movie um, with the you gave away your life and blah, blah, blah. And like that whole discord between Keith and Veronica, but that's mm -hmm. mostly because I just don't like to the see it. And it wasn't my favorite, the part about the movie. And I kind of agree with Keith on this and blah. Anyway, but then we wouldn't have a book. So there we go. Right, right, right. Um, well, and they kind of have to at least bring this up because it wasn't resolved in the movie. So, it, you know, it has to, it's, it has yeah. to still be there. Um, so that is the end of the first seven chapters, and really, guys, the only reason that we read seven chapters is because I wanted to end on chapter 14 next time. So, right. just keep that in mind, okay? <laughs> do, do we need to record commentary for chapter 14? Yeah! <laughs> you may want to record commentary, Naomi, <laughs> as you're reading, and we'll just be like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Silence, awesome. silence, silence, page That down. isn't what that word means. <laughs> is that what, what is this? Let me get out my dictionary. And the funny what? part is that everybody reads at different speeds, so they'll have no idea where you actually are in this chapter. Uh, yeah. For me, it would be completely silent. There'd be some rolling of eyes. Sighs. <laughs> you'd, you'd hear a lot of train in my background. <laughs> and also, if looking up stuff on Thesaurus had a sound to it, that would be right, Jimmy. Right, we need, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need video of this, I guess. If you hear a bunch of click, 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 you're like, oh, he's looking up a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, wait, what was the word? 
again, Hudson? Bacchanalian. I had to look up that word, too. Oh, oh no. no. I'm That's good, good for that one. Yeah, Bacchanalian yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Alright. Jimmy, let's do quotes. Okay. Quotes. Um, our first... Uh, our first... <laughs> our first quote is from Taylor. Oh no, wait! I'm not. I'm not first. You're Naomi, first. Quotes. No, she has quotes. Jimmy, not feedback. Naomi, I don't have quotes. So. <laughs> oh my god. Um, hold on a second. Let me just go find my quotes. <laughs> Okay, I'll do one. I'll do one. Um, <laughs> Mac, morning, boss. Veronica, boss. Did I start paying you, Mac? Um, sorry, I can't read my handwriting. No, but it's also not really morning, Veronica. I think thousands of spring breakers would disagree with you, Mac. Touche. Um, I, I got. You hear that? Mars Investigations just got got itself a brand new low paid intern. Copies coffee and mail, my friend. <laughs> and then uh -huh. Keith, I've been training my for, for I've been training for this moment all my life. <laughs> that was great. Uh, this is Veronica. So your argument for not checking the last place she was seen is that it's just the last place she was seen? Nice. Very thorough. That was to Lamb. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, oh, there was more to my last quote, which was, which was, hey, play your cards right, and I'll even let you clean the fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do I got here? I think I have a couple more. Oh, oh, when uh, Veronica's uh, asking Mac, I can't remember what she was asking her now, but uh, could you get into this and that and this and that and Mac's, uh, Mac has... Oh, I have the first part. I have the first part. Oh, good. How hard do you think it'd be to hack into the database of a major university? <laughs> Since you're asking me on a cell phone in front of God and the NSA, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was awesome. See, I have no clue about these, except for the first one that Heidi read. I have no recollection of these quotes, <laughs> but I remember Easter egg blue chip. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll always remember, uh, was it Margie? I don't even know. And, but... and the fact that, I mean, even though I'm only her half brother. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> I have one more. Wallace, say hi to Mac for me. I hope she gets to hack something good, or, you know, whatever it is nerds do for fun. Um, I got... Are you kidding me? A fine-looking man just brought me peeps and I didn't even have to tip him. All is right with the world. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look, look, look at my highlights coming in on, on, on uh, coming in handy on my Kindle. That's right. Awesome. Alright, now are we ready for feedback? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna the, go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and rate now. No actual feedback. <laughs> hey, everybody listening to the Investigating Mars Book Club. I don't know if that's what we're calling it, but um, I am calling right now with my feedback for um, the Veronica Mars book, the first in the series. It's the thousand dollar tan line. And I'm so sorry that I'm not there um, 
and able to speak with my castmates about this one. Um, we actually had a freak storm, and my power got knocked out roughly 10 minutes before we were set to record. Um, now, I went into this with very few notes. I feel like I should um, let you all know that right off the bat. Um, so I'm sort of flying blind here. Um, I Well, actually, I'm looking. I guess I have a lot of notes now that I'm thinking about it. Um, no, I, I had some issues with this. I'm not, like, loving this book. Um, I don't necessarily think it's very well written, which is weird um, since it's, you know, written by... Uh, I mean, I'm assuming Rob Thomas is a TV writer. I don't know if he just created Veronica Mars or if he wrote it. I guess that's some information I probably should know, but I, I don't. Um, yeah, so I'm going to try to go through my notes um, sort of as I, as I find them. I think it's weird that there's like these strange like info dumps throughout the throughout the book where it's like they're telling you what happened in case you're reading this book without having watched the movie or seen the TV show, which I can't imagine anybody picking this up and reading this that hasn't that's not like a rabid Veronica Mars fan. Um I mean maybe they do. I just it, like, there is, okay, on page 14, for instance, I highlighted, soon she knew how important his job was to him. Back when she was in high school, she worked at the private investigation firm, Marv's Investigations. Officially, she'd been his receptionist. Unofficially, she'd taken all the cases he hadn't had time for. I mean, like, really, like, anybody who's reading this book has watched the show, right? Like, I mean, maybe somebody out there just, I don't know, picked this up or something. I just, I find it really hard to believe. And there's a lot of these weird info dumps. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it made it hard for me to read. I think I'd also mentioned that I had trouble with the way that um, it was written in the third person. Um, because Veronica Mars is in the first person. You know, we are hearing inside of her head all the time. I feel like uh, the show, like we're experiencing it through her. So I initially was listening to this um, as an audio book. Um, but then I ended up going and actually reading it. Uh, I only made it about five chapters in as an audio book. Just because it was so disconcerting to hear Kristen Bell say Veronica instead of just saying I... Um, I thought that just reading the book might fix that problem for me, but it, it doesn't really. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not really crazy about this storyline either. There's nothing that I'm drawn to or compelled to. Like I said, I had initially started listening to this as an audiobook, stopped after Chapter 5, and just kind of didn't think about it anymore until uh, Heidi asked if we'd want to do this as a, as a podcast. So. I went ahead and read the next two chapters. Well, I reread the first five and then read the last two. And I don't know, y'all, I, I hate to be like a Debbie Downer. I'm just not that crazy about this book so far. Hopefully it'll get more engaging or more interesting. I'm not sure it's going to get any better written. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This isn't, it's not great. And it's funny because I actually, I've been doing this weird I'm an avid Nancy Drew collector, which is one of the reasons I wanted to start watching Veronica Mars to begin with. And 
it's written a lot like an old school Nancy Drew, which should make me like it. But it's almost like that sort of like stilted language that I expect from, you know, like a children's book. I guess I don't necessarily expect from this, even though I'm, I'm sure this is like a young adult novel. Uh, oh, yeah. One more thing. I have a note here. Page 54. Um, there's cursing. Yeah, I'm not going to say it because I don't want the, um, I, I don't want Heidi to, you know, have to cover her ears. I'm just kidding, Heidi. But um, yeah, that's so weird to see cursing. It it threw me for a loop. I think it's the only time it's in the book that I noticed and I don't, I kind of don't like it. Like it doesn't, I don't, like I'm not a prude at all and I swear like a sailor, but it just didn't, um, it just didn't feel like it made sense in the context of this book. So yeah. All right. Well, that's it. I don't know if we were supposed to do quotations or ratings or anything like that. I didn't. Um, but hopefully when we do chapters eight through 14, I'll be there, uh, bar barring any, you know, other natural disasters and we can discuss it more then. All right. Well, oh, I forgot to mention this is Yvette. Hey guys. All right. Um, I will talk to you all later. Bye. Uh, from the Facebook page, <laughs> Taylor says, When the book came out, I didn't have time to read. I'd been working 70-ish hours a week, so I listened to the audiobook at work instead. I was so surprised and happy to find that Kristen Bell was the narrator. It was like listening to Veronica do impressions of all the other characters, which made me giggle at first till I, till I got used to it. I don't remember what happens and didn't have a physical book to look at, so I'll leave my feedback at what I first thought the book was going to be about. I heard that the book was supposed to bring a familiar character back to Neptune whose reunion didn't fit into the movies. That, plus the title, had me convinced that the book was going to be Duncan-related, because Duncan's rich and would have a pretty good tan living in Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <clears throat> Uh, and then we have feedback from uh, Marie. <laughs> this is hard. So much happens, and it's been a while since I've first read. I'm using the topic points from the VM Book Club. What is this? <laughs> Look at this, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I find this? I was looking for it. I'm using the topic points from the Veronica Mars Book Club found on NeptuneRising.org. If anyone else needs a refresher on what happens when... Uh, wh I, <laughs> Jimmy will now be visiting that site. But don't read ahead. Well, I'm not going to read ahead, but th I was looking for that. <laughs> Thank you, well, Ray. It's, it's apparently not tagged very well if you couldn't find it through searching. I, I literally searched Veronica Mars book, book clubs, uh, chapter talking points or something, whatever. Anyways, I couldn't find it. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of the prologue. It just feels weird to have that bit be so far removed from Veronica. It also feels weird that apparently Neptune is now this huge spring break destination. But upon a rewatch after my first read, the mention the E-string strangler case needs to be tied up quickly so they don't lose spring break crowds. So I'm willing to accept that it's just grown in recent years. I appreciate that they address Keith's recovery right off the bat, though. I'm a bit disappointed that Mac is working for Veronica. I love Mac and love having her around, but I feel like she is still just wasting her talent. I still want to see her with her own super technology firm. Not liking how insecure V is here either. I don't trust Petra Landros. Well, 
period. I don't trust Metrolandros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused as to where all the raised money beyond the $10,000 reward is going. It's fun to see Norris again, and even and every time they say Lamb, I still think Don, not Dan. Jerry O'Connell was fine in the movie, but didn't leave as strong a depression as my memory as my community did. Amen. <laughs> well, some of that money collected is going to fund Veronica's, what is it, $200? Mm-hmm, like her uh, retainer and, or whatever. Her retainer, and yeah. yeah, so, you know. Veronica and Mars I guess in, I mm-hmm. guess in search efforts, but they're not really uh, doing those, so I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's the feedback, and we're not gonna rate the first seven chapters. We're gonna rate till we've read the whole book. Okay. Well, I have a rating system. Oh, okay. Well, Jimmy, tell us your rating system. <laughs> well, at least your rating system. Well, yeah, I won't rate, but my rating system was Fisher Price's My First Office Furniture. <laughs> nice. I love it. Um, have any of you listened to any of the audiobook? No. No, I, have no, I haven't either. I, I have it, but I haven't listened to it. So, I was I, planning I thought... to get it done that way because I, I, I can listen to audio a lot easier than I can read, but in this case, it's just faster to read, so mm-hmm. I just got but the ebook. Yeah, I do have the audiobook, but I haven't listened to it. I I like to read better than I like to listen to audiobooks because if I'm listening to something, I want to be listening to podcasts. <laughs> so Yeah, that's kind of my thing too right now. Lots of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um but I hear it's great and um hearing Kristen Bell do all the different voices is quite hilarious. So, we should all check it out at some point, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, On our second read through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is my second or... read-through. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> anyway, um, Naomi, do you want to give our contact information? Because people can contact us again. <laughs> yeah. <You> Remember? Can... <laughs> yeah. You can, uh, you can email us at investigatemarspodcast at gmail.com. There's an I-N-G send... there. There's a... There is. I always get that screwed up. I'm sorry. You can email us at investigatingmars podcast at gmail.com uh, and send us an mp3 voicemail we love those you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash group slash investigating mars if you have read all of the book you can go to our spoiler group which is facebook.com slash group slash spoilers of mars you can tweet at us at investigate mars and please remember to leave us an itunes review and i promise not to go to the spoilers of mars group until after we finish the book oh, I, right. I really don't yeah I guess maybe you'd might see something I don't know there's not really much going on over there so I'm not sure we even need two groups anymore but whatever seriously <laughs> I have so little time for Facebook these days that like when I see stuff pop up I'm like I at least have to go like it <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like I have to at least go like it it's my podcast I have to at least like it that's why I always go and specifically put in your names if it's something that I'm like, oh, these guys need to see that. Yes, please continue to do that. Because yeah, because I, I don't get the notifications anymore. I feel so bad that I'm like so despondent from Facebook, but I'm just so busy at work that I just, I no longer have time. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm still paying attention to what's going on over there. So if there's something that you need to see, I I do like tag you or whatever. I guess it is. Well, we appreciate <laughs> it, fearless leader. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess predictions. Uh, I think that one of some. I think that somehow Veronica's related to these people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, that half, like, on her, his other side, that stepbrother is related to her in some steppy kind of way. And oh, I think that, I, and I think I Jimmy how. shares this with me. What? So, well, he said that, that he was only her half-brother, and it's that, that it's their father. So his mother is Veronica's mother. The mother, right. So maybe the mother is Liam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where I was going to go with it, but, you know, everybody's feeling like crap today. No. Um, Sorry. Okay, no, you, no. You, since you read first, why don't you go with this? <laughs> 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 no, that, that, I mean, as we were, as it was coming out of everybody's mouth, I was like, oh yeah, Leanne, Leanne. But no, really, I didn't think of it at first. Um, uh, predictions. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, brother is definitely suspicious. I think, you know what? We didn't hear much from, from the dad dude, except mm -hmm. him drinking his coffee. I think maybe he drank too much coffee and killed his daughter because she was at spring break and he didn't want her to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so Either that or Veronica reminds him of Leanne, and so he's just despondently drinking his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm saying that, that Trish Turley did it, and we're going to find out that it's because she's trying to head up this big, um, like, clean-up Neptune kick, and she figured that one of the best ways to do that would be for people to actually see the the sins that are visited upon the town during spring spring break and a high profile um, like missing girl case would be the best way to do that. So she is orchestrating this whole thing. Hmm. Okay. I predict that, that, that Logan will come back and that there will be a sex scene with pictures. Oh my gosh. With <laughs> pictures? <laughs> it's just like it's book. graphic pictures. <laughs> now Jimmy so wants the graphic novel. <laughs> Graphic novel, baby. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, I I resented reading this book because I'm trying to go through all of the Outlander series. So I really. Me too, Naomi. I I I would take uh, Jamie Fraser over Logan Eccles any day. I'm sorry to say it, but. So Deviant yeah. Art and Jamie Fraser, it, just those two things. Enough so, done. Yeah. T I don't Tumblr. know who that is, so I'll stick with Jason Doran. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's... Yeah, but he doesn't wear a kilt. Yes. I mean, if, if, if we... That if, you know if, of. If Doran ever shows up in a kilt, then we might have to revisit this. But, no. Sorry. See, in the next seven chapters, there could be more kilts. <laughs> Maybe Veronica gets whisked back in time. <laughs> And there's Logan in a naval kilt. With, with, <laughs> with a big well, hat. Oh, God, what, what was my predictions in season two? 
But if she goes time traveling, then it's it's Lily's ghost and time traveling Duncan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, Duncan in a kilt. Oh God. Listen, Duncan was not necessarily unattractive. He was just a bad actor. He was just cardboard. Yes, he was just cardboard. I mean, see, that's the thing. It's like if you were to just look at him in a picture, you'd be like, oh. That's just an attractive individual. And then the moment you see him on screen, just no screen presence. There was actually an interview um, recently with Teddy Dunn where he completely tried to defend his acting choices and made it sound like it was the writer's fault that the character failed. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. No. Uh Uh-uh. I, I, That's sad. Can we can we tangent about this for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it's... I, re- I read that article, and actually, um, because I've been listening to other podcasts, and I sort of you know was here when we recorded ours. I haven't been. You were here. <laughs> I for, for most of them I was. Um, I haven't been listening to ours as quickly as they came out. So. I was listening to one from the very end of season two just today, and we were all, like, really bashing on Jackie. And it sort of struck me for the idea that, you know, what is it that they write these characters that, but then they they sort of, like, Jackie, he said, originally was supposed to be the, her mom was supposed to be a model, and she sort of jet-setted all over the world until she got into trouble and then had to come live with parents. And, but her mother's a waitress. Go but ahead. Then, but then as the fan reaction to her, as fans became oh. not like her, they did a rewrite to make her this sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, it's like, that was sort of the same thing that they did with Duncan. Um, if what Teddy Dunn said in the interview was the idea that Duncan was originally written as having this, um, you know, disorder with his, I I don't remember if he said it was schizophrenia or, or, or what. But in the interview, he also said that he went and researched this disorder so much that that's why Duncan was so cardboard. Mm-hmm. was because he was, he was trying to drugs. act this way. And so, in a way, I look at it as more his fault, because he chose to play the character well, it's, so completely that way. And, and I mean, that could have been things that needed to, either the director needed to step in and say, no, this, is, this isn't quite what we want from the character. I mean, uh-huh. yes, this can be the reference point. But you need to you need to play it differently, or it's the idea that you know he started it and someone said, "Yeah, that's a good acting choice. Go with that," which he did. And then when reactions started to come in, they they got scared of the reactions and pulled back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if if they had stuck with the idea of the characterization as he said that it was originally written and as they first allowed him to act that, that could have been a really interesting dynamic to see on the screen of, Mm -hmm. you know, finding out that Duncan exactly what medicines he was on and, and for what, and it could have played out really well. Just like the idea of Jackie and her original characterization that, 
that could I mean she could have been a really interesting character instead they got scared of it and backed off mm -hmm. and so it's it's one of those things where I, I just started to wonder I was like you know what is it that and, and I don't think it's so much the idea of the way that these two characters started off that really made people dislike them but it was more when they started to switch over and tried to redeem them because when like okay at the beginning of season one Duncan there is something wrong with Duncan why is his, his mom is feeding him pills why is she feeding him pills what's up with Duncan but then they tried to roll him back and Jackie started off as that just you know Bitka character but then they tried to roll her back and it was when they made that switch and tried to turn them into something else that we really began to to actively dislike them well Jackie I actively was more disliked redeemed. Jackie right away yes Jackie was bad at the beginning and then they did sort of redeem her because yeah. everyone hated her so much because they went way too far in the beginning but I think I think this is one of the things where people say, you know, why why does Logan able to get away with stuff? It's because of the fact that I I don't think that they've ever, at least not to the to the degree that they did with Duncan and Jackie, but Logan, I mean, from the beginning, Logan was the psychotic jackass, and he's always managed to keep that about himself, and. So he's always had that, that weird rough edge, and they haven't really tried to redeem him from that. Mm -hmm. So there's yeah. my two cents. Yeah, it's an About interesting article anyway. <laughs> it, you guys should go and read it, Jimmy and Malika, if you, know, if you have a minute, because it's, it's interesting, like, Naomi and I took it in two completely different ways, and I think other people did too, so... Um, so yeah, go and check that out. And, uh, listeners, we will eventually talk about, um, Play It Again, Dick, but I personally haven't watched any of it yet, and... I, I haven't either. I don't I, want to talk about it till we've seen the whole thing. And, and, see, I'm over here, I'm going to, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Um... <laughs> so what? What did you say? I, I said, do we have to? And Heidi said yes, because I, I started to watch it, and I just, I was like, oh, well, I, I know I can watch this, but I don't have to. Yay. Yes, you do. <laughs> Eventually, though. <laughs> not not <necessarily>. um, <laughs> You knew what you was getting into. <laughs> hey, I signed, up, I signed up for three seasons in a movie. <laughs> you now you've got books and spinoffs. Yeah. All right. So we will uh, let Malika go to bed now. And <laughs> until until oh next God. time. Like, oh, I got adrenaline going. When we will discuss chapters eight through fourteen. And until then, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, buddy. Bye.